What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie Fair Play. Here's a quick synopsis. The dynamic between Luke and Emily, a young couple who work together at the same hedge fund company, drastically changes when Emily is promoted and not Luke. The film stars Alden Ehrenreich, Phoebe Denevar, Eddie Marson, Rich Summer, Sebastian D'Souza, and Geraldine Somerville. Standout performances. At the start of his film career, Alden Ehrenreich was working with master filmmakers Francis Ford Coppola, Woody Allen, the Cohen brothers and Warren Beatty. Then he did what most young actors would do. He joined a big studio film and attempted to play a younger version of Han Solo, the Star Wars character made famous by Harrison Ford. Some people like that movie, including myself, but the majority had mixed feelings on the film, and it clearly impacted Aaron Reich's career. There were talks that Disney hired an acting coach for him on the set, and from 2019 to 2022, Alden did not appear in any movies, and for a minute felt like a could-have-been movie star. To call his 2023 a comeback is a massive understatement. First, he gave the only noteworthy performance in Elizabeth Banks' Cocaine Bear, went head-to-head with Robert Downey Jr. in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, and in my opinion gives his best leading performance of his career in Fair Play, where he plays Luke, who at the beginning of the movie seemingly has it all a great job, a great relationship, but then he can't handle the fact his significant other was promoted at work and he wasn't. This is a complicated character and Alden really pulls it off. It's one of the best performances of the year and it's because you believe the change the character goes through. The reason the movie Don't Worry Darling doesn't work for me is because I didn't believe the transformation Harry Styles' character went through in that movie, but I do believe it with Aaron Reich in Fair Play. His transformation wasn't a problem because it felt earned. Aaron Reich will next appear in the Marvel Disney Plus series Ironheart. Now I'll admit this isn't the best career move after the year he's had in 2023 because Marvel we don't know what we're getting from them anymore. There's been all this talk about how the Marvel series have been run terribly by that organization. I don't know what to think of Marvel movies or TV shows in 2023. All I know is they haven't been very good recently. What I want from Alden Ehrenreich is for him to be in movies like Fair Play. His story is one of the reasons I love actors is because they go through these periods where they are the next it thing. He was chosen over names like Miles Teller to play the part of Han Solo. We all thought he was going to be the next big thing and then it didn't work out. And now five years later he's reminding us why we all felt that way about him in the first place. That's a very special thing. There are, there's not a lot of places you can have a comeback like this, but acting is one of those places. I love acting comebacks. That's why last year, Brendan Fraser winning the Oscar was incredible because he was such a big figure in the 90s. He was so prevalent, and then he just went away. I love that actors can come back, and Alden Ehrenreich hadn't been gone that long, but his 2023 is one of the best comebacks of
of the year. I'm someone who hasn't watched a minute of Bridgerton, so this was my introduction to Phoebe Denevar, and I couldn't be more impressed. And it's a weird thing to say, but her character felt like a real person, which is the point. And the most relatable thing about her character is she favors somebody she knows. Now, we all do that. We all favor people that we know. We give them the benefit of the doubt and sometimes it comes back to bite you. I don't want to spoil the ending and I won't. All I'll say is she is brilliant in the movie's final shocking moments. I know we all love movies that have tons and tons of movie stars and have tons and tons of really good performances like The Departed, like Oppenheimer. We love those kind of movies where every minute you're like, wow, another really good performance. But some Sometimes it's really great to watch a movie where two people just take over the entire film. And that's what Aaron Reich and Denevar do in Fair Play. They are the movie. They are the stars. The supporting cast is fine in the movie, but they are the reason to watch. And there aren't a lot of movies like this anymore that focuses on two people. And both are just brilliant. Denevar will next star in the movie Anniversary with Zoe Deutsch, McKenna Gray, Kyle Chandler and Diane Lane. Fair Play is the directorial debut for Kelly DeMont and it might end up being the most impressive debut of 2023 because she so clearly knew the movie she wanted to make. An entertaining thriller with something to say about society that will leave you thinking about how you feel about both characters in the film. It's okay to have complicated feelings about both of them. That's how I walked away from this film. It felt like an old school movie in the best way possible. Like, I feel like the character of Luke would have been played by Jack Nicholson in the 70s or 80s. That's how old school this movie feels. Such a tight thriller. And it's that rare movie that you're not exactly sure where exactly it's going and it could have gone in a million different directions, but it went down the right one. So now is when I would usually talk about a movie's box office, but this movie, Fair Play, doesn't have a big box office. That's because it was bought by Netflix. Now, whenever a movie like this hits the streamer, we all talk about how it should be in movie theaters. And I understand that point of view, but it can't be argued that more people will watch the movie Fair Play now that it's on Netflix than they would if it was just in a movie theater. Like, this movie would not be a hit in 2023. Yes, if a movie like Fair Play came out in 2010, it could make 75 to 80 million dollars easily, but we're not living in those times anymore. It's okay for a really good movie to be on a streaming service. We had this exact same conversation when that science fiction movie, No One Will Save You, came out. Everyone was saying this is too good of a movie to be on a streaming service. And yes, the quality of fair play in No One Will Save You is very, very high, but that doesn't mean either movie would have gotten eyeballs in movie theaters. And I get it. I just think it's insane to watch a really good movie on a streaming service and for your first thought to be, wow, this movie should really be playing in movie theaters. I just think that is a ridiculous statement to make in 2023 because we just don't know what movies are going to be hits. People had high, high expectations for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Nobody imagined that the movie 
would make $950 million, which it has. I mean, you just can't predict in 2023 what movies are going to be hits and what movies aren't. The best movies don't always do well at the box office. I think Fair Play being on Netflix is a, no pun intended, a Fair Play. It's a movie that I think should be on a streaming service. It's a high-quality movie. Yes, I agree with most people. Most Netflix movies are really bad, but every once in a while they pick up a really good movie, and I have absolutely no problem with that. That's why we pay for these streaming services to not only get really good television shows, but to get that occasional movie that maybe we wouldn't have gone to see in a movie theater. Would I have seen Fair Play the first weekend it came out if it were in a movie theater? Absolutely not, but because it was readily available for me on Netflix, I gave the movie a chance because I was interested in Alden Ehrenreich. I think there's a place for movies to be on streaming services. Now, maybe there are too many movies that are going to be on streaming services. Like, should Bradley Cooper's Maestro be on Netflix after what he did with A Star is Born? That's hard to argue, but it's also hard to argue that a movie about Leonard Bernstein would be a box office hit in the year 2023. This is the new reality we live in. A lot of new movies go right to streaming services. If you want to watch them, you have the opportunity. That's how I see it. I think it's both a good and a bad thing. For a movie like Fair Play, I think it needed to be on a streaming service to get a lot of eyeballs on it. This is a really entertaining, slick movie that I think a lot of people should see, so I'm happy it is on Netflix. Let's get into what the movie is about, and for me, the movie is about the social dynamics of the relationships between men and women and what happens when that construct is turned upside Side down. For the longest time, the norm has been men are the breadwinners and the women support them in their professional goals. And I think most men will watch this movie Fair Play and wonder how they would react if they were in Luke's position. Now, this movie is an extreme example of that situation. Most men do not work with their significant others. Now, again, I don't want to be spoiling the movie, but Luke at first acts like he's supportive of the fact that his girlfriend got the position over him. He's happy for Emily to now be his boss. But even from the get-go, he ponders why exactly she was the one chosen. And I'm not going to go into the reasons why, but you can imagine. And there's a part in the movie where Denevar's character believes that Luke is the one who's going to get promoted, and she is really happy for him. I mean, that's the dichotomy of what we're talking about, that women support men, but men will not support women in the same way. And I think that is a clear fact that sometimes we like to ignore in our everyday lives. I'm interested to see what most men feel about this movie. Like, do they feel like Luke is a fair portrayal of a man in this situation? Or do they feel like they personally would be supportive of a woman who is now their boss, who is also their fiance or would they feel threatened by that fact like I'm personally not sure that most men my age are that committed like Luke is 
to climb the corporate ladder. Like, I'm just not sure we're there anymore with jobs. I feel like most people my age are cynical about their jobs and make sure that their jobs are not their entire lives. Now, I'm not saying that's most people, but I feel like there's a good majority of younger people who aren't that committed to their jobs like they once were. So that's why I feel like there might be some kind of disconnect. Like if you have a job, but it's not your entire life. Now, I'm sure some people are obsessed with their careers, but there are a lot of people my age who don't really view their jobs as careers. They just view their jobs as jobs. But after saying that, I'm, I still believe it's really difficult for women to work at these boy club kind of jobs, like at a hedge fund or at Wall Street. I feel like those places are really difficult for women to work at. That's the other thing about a movie like this. Nobody who is really like the Luke character is going to watch this movie or even engage in it. Of course, people who watch this are going to say, I'm nowhere near like the Luke character. But is there any part of you that would kind of be like him if your significant other got a job promotion over you? Like, yes, the answer to that question is yes. We wouldn't take it to that extreme. We wouldn't try to ruin the other person's career. There would, of course, be jealousy. But is it possible to have a healthy jealousy over your significant other or is that chaotic in and of itself I think that's an interesting question that the movie doesn't really go into because the movie is of course an extreme example of this situation at the end of the day it is a very thrilling thriller that needs to end in a dramatic climactic way it's not going to end in a reasonable way and it doesn't end in a reasonable way and I'm for that I think the ending is perfect some have compared foul play to the erotic thrillers that Michael Douglas was starring in in the late 80s and the early 90s. Now, I don't really see all that. I don't think that this movie is about the relationship in that sense. Now, in a way, it sort of is. I don't think it's about their physical relationship. I think it's about how a seemingly normal relationship can fall apart when the power dynamics change and how the other person can't handle that change. I think the scariest thing about the Luke character in the movie is that he believes it's his birthright to get this promotion. He's not even that good at his job. He just believes that because he's been there that he should be given the opportunity over a woman. I mean, that's the scariest thing. And that's what's so brilliant about the movie is at the beginning of the movie, it doesn't reveal to you how good or bad Luke is at his job. He's even kind of lied to Emily about his struggles at work. Like whenever he does struggle or lose the hedge fund money, he's never really told her the truth. So that when she is promoted, she believes that Luke is one of the best people they have. But then she soon learns that is simply not the case. And that this is a guy who is clearly not ready for this cutthroat business. I think there's two movies that tell you everything that this movie is about. There's a moment where Luke believes that he has gotten the promotion. And he tells Emily that he's going to help her move up in the company. And she is 
willing to accept his help. And why shouldn't she? They want to be a power couple. That is the moment that you believe in this relationship. But then when the roles are reversed and Emily is the one who gets promoted, she tries to persuade Luke to do what she says so she will help him get the promotion. And he couldn't be angrier about the proposal to help him out. Overall, this was a movie I was highly anticipating because of Alden Ehrenreich. I was a fan. I thought he was the best part of the Coen Brothers film, Hail Caesar. I thought he was an actor that showed promise. I liked him as Han Solo in Solo, A Star Wars Story. I didn't think it was a perfect movie, but I didn't think anybody was going to live up to what Harrison Ford did in the original Star Wars films. And that was a gigantic task. That was too big of a stage for the actor to be on. But I feel like with this movie, his career is back on track. I want to see him work with the best actors, the best writers, the best directors. I also now believe in him being a leading man once again. like And a complicated leading man. A leading man who doesn't always have to play likable characters. Those are the most interesting leading men. The leading men like Jack Nicholson, like Robert De Niro, like Gene Hackman. The guys who just play dirtbags. And that's something that Alden Ehrenreich is clearly willing to do after watching Fair Play. You'll agree with me. And I don't think there are a lot of actors who would play this part. As great as Leonardo DiCaprio is, and he's played a lot of evil characters, I don't think he would play this character. Luke. I don't believe George Clooney would play this character Luke. I don't believe Ryan Gosling would play this character Luke. And I'm fascinated and impressed by the fact that Alden Ehrenreich would play this character. This was a movie that had a lot of buzz around it and it definitely lived up to the hype for me. Ehrenreich is incredible. Denevar is brilliant in this movie. Now are either of these performances going to be in the awards play? Probably not not because it's a screaming movie. Are they on my list of some of the best performances of the year? Absolutely. Aaron Reich really went there, and he deserves a lot of praise for that, and so did Denevar, especially during the film's final moments that are super shocking, and again, I won't reveal. I do believe the Academy or other award shows, for that matter, should have a category for best debut movie for a filmmaker. And if that were the case, Chloe DeMond would walk away with the award for Fair Play. I mean, for a movie to have such a tone, I mean, everyone knows what movie they are in. Everyone knows what movie they are making. And that is simply not always the case with films. And for this to be her first film is super impressive. It's a great script. It's a great thriller. It's a great movie. And the last thing I'll say about it is, again, I'm really fascinated to see how people feel about the character of Luke. Will he be a character that is 100% hated, or will some people understand his point of view? I mean, you can't understand a point of view without agreeing with what a person does with their actions, but does anybody see any redeeming qualities in this character? It's hard to say that after you watch this movie. I'm not saying that I do. I just want to hear other people's opinions about this character. I mean, do some people see themselves 
in that character? Do they hate that they see themselves in that character? I'm just really fascinated because you don't see a lot of characters like that in movies anymore that are just so despicable yet so real at the same time. I mean, you're not in this situation, but there's a chance in the future someone could be in this situation. And I find it hard to believe that your takeaway should be significant others shouldn't work together. Obviously, there's a healthy way for that to occur. At the end of the day, Luke clearly did not view Emily as an equal, and that's the biggest problem. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly, highly recommend you check out the movie Fair Play. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the last film from legendary filmmaker William Freakton, the Kane Mutiny Court Marshal starring Jason Clark, Jake Lacey, and Kiefer Sutherland. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>